Welcome to the Alien Beer Podcast. My name is Chrissy Garrison. I'm an independent science fiction and fantasy author, and I will be reading my stories to you. This one has an odd history. I wrote it in 2011, and it was picked up with contract for an issue of a well-respected horror magazine. The issue it was due to come out in never happened, and eventually the rights reverted to me. I'll admit, I sat on this one for years on the hope that the issue might someday come out, but it had been almost six years at that point, so I'd rather the story saw the light of day than to continue to wait expectantly in the dark. Never be. Okay, we'll go over it again, but you're wasting your time. Any minute now, I'll never be born, never have been born. None of this will have ever happened, and everyone will be happier, except for Janine, For once, it won't be all about her. It won't have been. Ha! My name is Ed. I'm here because I traveled back in time to stop Janine. It feels funny to call her anything but Nana, even now. My parents wouldn't dare use her first name. Hell, none of the kids in our building would have dared. Nana's arched eyebrow could instill such fear. I'd never seen her so much as raise a hand, but a cutting remark from Nana was worse than any slap in the face. Growing up, I never saw why anyone came to visit her, but the crowd at her 100th birthday party is one of my very first memories. Mom used to tell me that Nana would mellow out after hitting triple digits, but now we all look back on those as the good old days. Nana's fire burned unabated, terrorizing yet another generation with her ancient wrath. She'd interfered in my life one too many times, having scared off yet another lover, Oh, Madison, you weren't the first, but you should have been my last. Some nights I think about the children we would have raised together, and I weep at the loss. I'd wanted an education. I wanted to study physics. But Nana'd said no. She had ideas about my future, just as she had for my parents and their parents. I was the first to escape her gravitational pull. I enlisted in the military. I excelled in technology and was given specialized missions, testing new weapons. I allowed myself to become a human guinea pig. I volunteered for increasingly dangerous jobs just to keep from having to go back home. It took me away from Nana and gave me the opportunity to work with the high-energy physics guys. When the time portal opened to the 2000s, I jumped at the chance, jumped through without even thinking about it. I left my century for a simpler time when Nana and I were the same age. She'd only be Janine now, a pre-law student, not a senator, Supreme Court justice, or a force of nature in the arcology, a mere mortal with ordinary resources and human frailty. So yeah, that's why you have a prior record for me. Public intoxication, right? Except I came up clean on the breathalyzer. I popped out of the time vortex in the middle of the street and just about got run down by a a gasoline-powered car. Those things are monsters. I can't believe most of you people own one. What a waste. It's one of the things Nana hated about this century. Hmm, well, then, good for you all. Maybe I should have driven one before I got around to killing her. Yeah, I admit it. I killed the old bitch. Nipped her reign of terror in the bud just in time. See, when she was in college, she met Papa, my great-granddad. She broke his heart. No, I didn't know him. He died 50 years before I was born. The files from his data star were passed down to me from my dad. It was a rare, brave moment for dad. 
He never stood up to her a day in his life, but he pulled me aside when I graduated high school and told me I could learn a lot from Papa's words. Papa wrote about meeting and falling in love with Nana. He called her Janine. The files were full of pictures of her at that age, but few from her later life. She wore her dark hair in a short, sleek, laser-cut bob. I guess you don't use lasers to cut hair yet, but it looked that sharp. Her eyes were dark, deep, and full of danger. But you know what she looked like. You have the pictures on your desk from the coffee shop where I shot her. I could see what he saw in her. She was brilliant, beautiful, and so very intense. Even back then, she dominated everyone around her. My papa watched her from afar and followed her around. She watched her one-sphere presence. Sorry, internet, I keep forgetting. Many of these pictures in his journal were taken from her net presence. Not the drunken college pics you see so often from that time period. No beer bongs, no tattoo parties, not even tobacco or cannabis to be seen. No, Janine was as serious as the loaded gun. Her wake swept Papa along, and when she noticed, his heart became her new project. She toyed with his emotions, pretending his attention annoyed her, distracted her from her studies. She hinted at where she'd be in the internet channels she frequented, and he took those as invitations to join her. After a while, his devotion squeezed a rare smile out of her cold lips. His heart leaped, his journal said. She allowed him to take her out on a date, but spent most of it complaining about being kept from her work. She continued to permit him to follow her, but gave him only scraps of attention. He became more and more addicted to the rare moments where she noticed him. He surprised her, both online and in person, with grand demonstrations of his affection for her. She feigned embarrassment and shunned him, sometimes for weeks at a time. When he'd beg her to talk to him, she would sometimes give in and tolerate his company. He had it bad. He should have left her and found someone who wanted him around. But he pursued her on the web and was now caught in her web, and nothing more mattered. He wanted to be a part of her life like I wanted kids with Madison. He ached for it. I know that ache. What? No, it's about Papa, not me. I'm just telling you what his journal said. I'm Ed, his great-grandson. Anyway, it took me a few weeks to get established in the century. I sold some of the things I'd brought from the future in order to pay for the comm you've got in the bag over there. Yes, I know it's called a smartphone. Not so very smart. I can't even talk to it, and it's all flat. And if you're going to keep interrupting, I can't tell my story. The gun I carried was a museum piece in my time. I volunteered for a mission in the past. I couldn't very well show up with a modern nano weapon. If captured, like you've managed, those weapons could make huge changes in the future. So, using Papa's journal, I had an easy time finding her on your social networks. I'd arrived just before Papa had met her, and I decided I'd take his place and save him the anguish she put him through. Right, yes, she did marry him eventually. She did have his children, but not before she broke him. First she left him, told him to stay away. She broke his will and reduced him to a weeping, obsessed shell of a man. He couldn't eat or sleep, and she wouldn't talk to him. She had him blocked. He couldn't follow her any longer. I don't know how she took him back, or when, his journal isn't clear on that. It changes after that time. They locked him away for months, so not much is recorded then. It must have been some time after he got out and started school again. 
Well, yes, the false identity I've assumed here also says I was locked up. I use details from his journal to make my new life as real as possible. It's really easy to make up an identity in your time, officer. No disrespect meant. You just don't know better yet. You still believe in fairy tales like privacy and keeping secrets. I guess both of those still exist, but it's already started, though you don't call it the oneness yet. No, never mind, that's not important. The point is, I could become anyone I wanted. So I took over Papa's life, traced his footsteps, and walked them before he did. No, I haven't met him in the 2000s either. I kept him from her. He probably saw she was dating someone and gave up before he even began. Sure, yeah, I know it's strange by your 21st century standards, but we never would have had kids. I never would have let it get that far. But I had to keep Papa away, so I posed as a suitor, took her out on dates like he would have, endured her scorn and cold teasing. I had an advantage. I knew what a monster she'd be in a hundred years' time. I knew she'd only get worse. No, it's not because of her politics that I came back to stop her. I guess she did good in her life in public service. But you can't imagine the horror of growing up in the shadow of a tyrant. Hell yes, it's worth not existing to know she'll be wiped from future history along with me. It is not a weak motive. I'm telling you I had my reasons, and you wouldn't understand. What kind of sick question is that? I just told you I wouldn't let it get that far. No, I didn't sleep with my great-grandmother. All right, have it your own way. I didn't sleep with Janine. We went out on a few dates. We kissed, sure. Sure, I enjoyed it. Well, yeah, it was weird knowing who she'd become. No, of course I didn't get emotionally attached. My original intent, like I keep telling you, was to keep Papa away, to save him from a life of misery. Why'd I have to kill her? Well, I thought it'd be enough to keep him away, to take his place, but the more I followed her, the more I realized if it wasn't Papa she ruined, it'd be somebody else, and another family would be born under her reign. I couldn't let that happen. Yeah, I tried to change her. I tried to warn her what effect she might have on people. I begged her to be less self-involved, more giving, more affectionate, not so cold and driven. I thought if I could soften her up, maybe I could pull her back to the human race. Yes, yes, that's when she rejected me, just like she had Papa. History repeated itself, or whatever. Maybe time has a way of making things happen even when you change it. I don't know. The guys back in my time might have a better idea by now. I guess they'll get some other volunteer to do their experiments now that I will never be born. What's my papa's name? Oh, I thought you'd get that from my fake ID. He's Ed, just like me. I was named for him. No, I don't need a lawyer. It'll never make it to trial. I'll just disappear before then. I'm sure it'll be any time now. Why am I still sitting here talking to you? Oh, I'm sure that time has a way of working these things out. I already feel tingly, feverish. I'm sure any moment now I'll fade away like Marty McFly in that classic 2D movie. It'll be a relief. I really didn't like killing her. Like you said, my motive is weak. It's what you get from being altruistic, keeping others from suffering. Now she can't ruin anyone's life. And I don't have to face any consequences except sweet oblivion when I wink out of existence. What? No, that can't be. Once I go poof, she'll still be dead. If it were impossible for me to kill her, then I wouldn't have been able to, to do it, right? Just look at your pictures. Look at the blood. I'll never be born, but she'll stay dead, because it can't work both ways. Stop trying to confuse me. Stop saying that. I'm not him. I just fake my IDs. I'm going to be gone soon. Any time now. 
God, I hope it's soon. Thank you for listening to the Alien Beer Podcast. If you like my stories, please visit my website, sillyhatbooks.com. I publish as E. Chris Garrison, and my books may be found in paperback, ebook, and audiobook format on Amazon.com and other places. The theme music for Alien Beer Podcast is Phantom from Space by Kevin McLeod. I very much enjoy feedback on this podcast and on my stories, so please leave comments on my website, visit me at at EC Garrison on Twitter, E. Chris Garrison on Facebook, or drop me an email at ecg at sillyhatbooks.com. The Necrocast Tick On, where we blend horror and heavy metal for your pleasure and ours. Featuring interviews with the stars of heavy metal, horror, and more. With host speculative fiction author and journalist Thomas R. Clark, YouTube sensation Mr. Scott reacts, foodie and metal historian, smoking walled ball, the Spartan warrior, Sergeant Fury, Dan Roberts, and our guy on the couch, Uncle Skip. Cause we all need a guy on the couch. Oh, and me, Charlotte, your virtual hostess. Available Mondays, wherever you find your fine-ass podcasts. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.